Mecham Auctions, the world's largest collector car auction company, returns to Indy with Dana Mecham's 37th Original Spring Classic, May 10th through the 18th at the Indiana State Fairground. 3,000 muscle cars, Corvettes, exotics, and more. Broadcast on Motor Trend TV and streaming live on Max. From avid collectors to those new to the Mecham experience, we welcome everyone. Register to bid now at Mecham.com. In part one of my conversation with William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, LegalInsurrection.com, discussing this indictment of President Trump that uh, took place in Georgia, uh, I, I, he, he started engaging a conversation about how the president, let's say somebody else were elected president, they can't even pardon him. The difference between state and federal law and what is it that the president can actually do and not do. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today, good to be with you. Find everything at TonyKatz.com. But I also want to get in uh, the conversation with William Jacobson about the idea of a defense. The Georgia indictment is different than everything else. And certainly there is the conversation that, as I've been discussing, that you're basing it on text messages. You're basing it on uh, um, uh, phone calls. You're basing it on things that actually happen. So you can argue there's certainly more of a basis to this case than there would be to the January 6th indictment of special counsel Jack Smith or the Alvin Bragg case. It would be closer in line to what you see from the classified documents conversation at Mar-a-Lago, which, by the way, anybody with classified documents should be charged with a crime, except President Trump may have rights that those other people don't have. This one is different, so I wanted to get into that with William Jacobson. Exactly how different is it? But first things first, did I hear properly about this idea of no pardon? This looks like uh, you know, Georgia is trying to create a backstop that if for some reason the federal suit against Trump fails, that Georgia will be waiting there as a second shot at him. And that of, is of extremely this, troubling. Of this, sir, there, there's no doubt. You know, I, I did take a look at, at how this was set up and took a look at the idea that there was actually more data here by which one could build a case against Trump if, if one was so inclined and see that as different than uh, the special counsel's case or the Alvin Bragg case and more similar to the indictment regarding classified documents uh, at, at Mar-a-Lago. But I think for many people, this smells like and looks like the Hail Mary kind of, kind of uh, cause. But you said something I just want to make sure I heard clearly. Did you just say the president of the United States couldn't pardon somebody if they were found guilty of a RICO violation in Georgia? Correct. A presidential pardon power does not extend to state law crimes, to state crimes. Okay. I think for a lot of people, their heads just exploded. I think for a lot of people, they're yeah, not. I, I don't think that's controversial. I think. No, no, know, I'm just saying they didn't make the connection. Original, it's not original to me. People have been pointing this out for a while, that the presidential pardon power extends to crimes against the United States, to federal crimes. Uh, you know, whether because this was a federal election, a court might interpret it more broadly. I don't know. Um, you know, but I don't think so. So, and and that is the whole thing that people have been saying is that the the next president, um, Ron DeSantis, will not be able to save um, Donald Trump from the Georgia 
jury could save him from the Miami jury and from the D.C. jury, but not the Manhattan or or Fulton County or Atlanta juries. And that, again, is I, w- I want to come back to this. You have local district attorneys who are completely political people in jurisdictions that in Manhattan is approaching 100 percent Democrat and in Atlanta, I think, is 70 or 75 percent Democrat jury pools um, who are going after a Republican or at least in Atlanta, uh, going after a Republican candidate for the presidency for allegedly interfering with a federal election for which he has already been charged by the federal government. Uh, It's unseemly. uh, And I think it really is tearing at the fabric of the country. I think I see a this is another step in the separation of the country. So red and blue. So two questions. First, um, not being a lawyer, I'm maybe asking it wrong, but conceptually go with me. The uh, county uh, DA engaging this on a state level for a federal crime. That isn't a double jeopardy conversation. Certainly he hasn't been tried once and therefore tried again. But there, there isn't any level of statute that prevents this from happening. No, because they're two separate, and I'm forgetting what the term is. It's more than jurisdictions. There are two separate sovereigns, I think, is the term that's used. One is the federal and one is the state. So you can be just like we've seen uh, in a number of criminal trials that the feds will swoop in investigating and possibly charging for federal crimes for the same murder or assault that someone has been either charged with or vindicated with at the state level. I mean, look at the George Floyd case where Chauvin uh, was charged and convicted of murder in the state. And then the feds came in and charged him with federal civil rights violations for the very same actions. So no, you can have separate charges at the state and federal level for the same crime. In, 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 while well, we still have like a minute, uh, sir, and I appreciate taking the time, William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, be sure to check out legalinsurrection.com. If you were advising uh, Trump, and I'm not saying that you are, if you were advising Trump, what's the defense? How, what is the way you handle the, these charges? What do you expect to see his lawyers doing? Well, uh, you know, I, I assume they will file motions with the trial court contesting perhaps whether the RICO requirements have even been met here, uh, whether there was really a criminal enterprise, whether there was they've alleged cohesiveness enough to do that. Uh, but it's going to be tough. He's, he's not going to be able to get these thrown out in all likelihood, and he's going to have to go to trial. Of course, the other vice of all of these charges is they're taking place in a election year. And other than the Mar-a-Lago charges, because the Mar-a-Lago stuff took place only a year ago, every single one of these things, Alvin Bragg is seven-year-old actions. Um, DC and Atlanta are almost three-year-old actions. These all could have easily been brought a year ago. We would have had the trials by now. We would have known the evidence. This is political interference, not because they brought charges, but because of the timing of the charges, or I should say not only because they brought charges, but the timing. timing These were timed to interfere in the Republican primaries and interfere in the general election. They could have and should have been brought, if at all, 
over a year ago. And that's part of the problem here. And that's why a lot of people are so upset. And the people who are so upset are not just Trump supporters and not just Trump voters. Uh, people who support DeSantis see this as a complete manipulation. Until Alvin Bragg brought his charges in March, the Republican race was relatively close. I think it was 12 or 13 points between Trump and DeSantis. It had narrowed dramatically in the months leading up to that. Alvin Bragg brings his indictment. All of a sudden, Trump's up 30, 35 percent because of a rally around effect. And it's and he's never had to look back. So the Democrat prosecutors are handing him the Republican nomination and they're doing it in a way which is so manipulative because these charges will then be used against him in the general election and make him unlikely unelectable. We'll get into conversations about 5D chess and who this helps and who this doesn't as these things uh, play out. William Jacobson, Cornell Law Professor, the mind behind LegalInsurrection.com. I appreciate taking the time. And there is just, there's so much to dig into here, but I, I do find myself, while I understand the argument of there's an actual basis here, the phone calls, the messages, etc. This does, it, it looks like the kitchen sink uh, uh, approach. Throw everything, try everyone together, hope to grab someone on something and therefore catch Trump because that's all that matters. It, I, I get it. It's obscene. What we're witnessing, what we're watching, wholly, totally, completely obscene. It is what it is, what it is, what it is, what it is. Good Lord. Good Lord. Um, Look, I said they were going to put Trump in jail uh, regarding the January 6th stuff. I'm not saying they should. I'm saying that's what they're going to do. They're going to put Trump in jail over the January 6th stuff. That's going to happen. Uh, this more so. This more so, and I love this. Uh, it was, um, oh, what's his name? His name's eluding uh, uh, me. Uh, uh, oh, um, Dick Morris. Did you hear this from Dick Morris over there at uh, uh, former uh, Clinton East and then uh, moved over to the Fox News world and now with Newsmax? Um, this, this was him on what was going to happen with Trump. Let's just fast forward a touch. What's going to happen is that Trump is indicted now in Fulton County and in Washington, D.C., and he's going to be convicted. There's going to be a biased jury pool. We already know there's a biased prosecutor uh, in Washington County. The Washington, D.C., Hunter Biden's law partner is the judge, uh, but and he's going to go to prison, and he will be elected from prison president. It will not make any difference at all. Now, I don't think he has it on the second part. It's possible. I just don't see it as probable. I don't see that the Republican Party will actually be there in Toto, but that's going to be our conversation. Um, yeah, Trump's going to go to jail. Not saying he should. Not saying that this isn't the ugliest stuff we have ever seen. A manipulation of the republic. We, it, 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 this is going to be studied in textbooks. When Trump says this is a dark period, absolutely true. And I'm not excusing some of Trump's activities. I'm discussing this. The people who are down with this. These are not people who are down with the republic. And I am was told, according to Article 4, Section 4 of the U.S. Constitution, I was guaranteed a republic form of government. So I have the form, but I have all this misrepresentation, all this ugliness, all this disease. 
There is no part of this that brings any good. There are only real problems that come from this. Real problems that come from this. You know it and I know it. And man, I don't want to see it. But they really, really want it, don't they? God. Good Lord. Keep it here. I'm Tony Katz. This is Tony Katz Today.